Welcome to the June meeting. Mostly we're going to cover um, our field day, and let's have our new person introduce themselves. I'm Tom Essen Price. Um, I heard you on the net this morning. Yeah. So how, how long have you been a ham? I've been a ham for 26 years, believe it or not, um, okay. since I was a kid. Um, but it's one of those hobbies that in my life has kind of waned and gone back and forth. Yeah. As, as it does, you know. Uh-huh. So I feel an upsurgence. And uh, so uh, we're out camping last weekend and we encountered the USC um, ARC out in the forest oh, with their field day station. Yeah. And I was like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's high time I come to this uh, organization's meeting, so that's why I'm here. Great. And I've been with Aerospace for about a year, so. Hey, welcome. Um, and are you, um, what's your license? I'm a tech, uh, currently, so I've been procrastinating for 26 okay. years, so I'm going to rectify that here in the near future. So. Okay, great. Um, if you join the club, we actually have a, um, a, free, a, a free license for a general course, general um, class course from um, hamtestonline.com. I use that for to upgrade my technician to extra, and it's a very good resource, and we can give it to you for free because we got it with a package that we bought, and we don't have any other people that have been wanting it. So um, if you're interested, uh, let me know, and I'll, I can send the link and stuff on to you. Yeah, sure. I'm, uh yeah, I got my own test plan uh, so far, but uh, yeah. I love this thing because I could do it anywhere. I could run it on my tablet. I could run it on my phone anywhere I was. I would just yeah. It's a quiz type thing, okay. and it it's pretty smart. It goes over the ones that you miss. Right, right. It, it reemphasizes yeah. those. Um. Okay. Um, field day report. We had a couple other participants that I don't remember exactly. But this is who came, me, Don, Teresa, and Phil, as you all see here, and Emily Conroy. There was a young gentleman that came as well, but I don't remember his name. I have an email that has his name, because there's an email. Yeah, I have an email. Okay, if you can send that to me, I'll rectify this um, before it goes into the, the notes. Let's rectify that. Um, we set up this year on top of the parking structure. This first time, our first time there. Um, we had 25 total contacts, all on 20 and 40 meters, and we didn't have any VHF. Um, I think we have an issue with our VHF setup somehow. Um, so we started on Saturday, set up around eight. I believe around 12, we had our first QSOs. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because we didn't make 11, definitely. 12 or maybe more like one, even. Okay. Um, I think I can figure it out from the file. Yeah, it's going to be in the log. Uh, last one was around 4. We started shutting down around 4, and um, we were out of there around 6. Um, it's actually a 24-hour contest, but we weren't up for running 24 hours. Um, if our club grows and we get more people, or then we're willing to do the overnight shift, then great. Um, here's from the, the logger. 
and it says 25 contacts. It said 3.39 was the start time. I think that's in UT. Oh, okay. I don't know what time UT the contest started. 11. Oh. 11 minus 7 would be what? 3. Yeah, four. 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 We got Oklahoma, we got Northern Territories. Um, surprisingly, didn't get this bump here. Um, but um, we got lots of the local stuff. And um, here's Phil helping help and take stuff apart in the in the trailer, which actually we have to Put back. <laughs> has uh, yeah, has sure Jason contacted you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here, that's Don setting up one of the masts. Uh, this is on top of the parking structure. <coughs> and there we got uh, two of the masts up. And the this is this is our step IR. This is Emily. She's a um, intern, a summer hire. Um, she came by and we strapped strapped them to the, to the poles there. And this is the whole setup when we're done. It, the, this looks kind of wiggly because this is a um, stitched picture. That's really actually straight. Um, but there, here's our step, our crank IR antenna. This one was the um, 220 megahertz VHF. This is the 2 meter VHF. This beam is the 440 VHF. And this is my the buddy pole. We use my car as additional anchors for the guy lines. And these poles are holding up the radials off of the, off of the concrete. And there's another pair back there to hold the radials up. For the for the buddy pole for the buddy pole and I and this is for holding the radio for the um, crank IR. Okay. Yeah, those little things are useful. Yeah. And here's a view from down below what it looked like. We threw the power cable over. All the cables went over, and we were on this deck. I didn't get any pictures of the inside of the second floor. Maybe um, maybe Phil's has some. And um, actually, let's go now. Let's go to Phil's pictures. I'm just gonna go through them all. This is the the shack. That's the oh, it was oh, that's the trailer next to the shack. Yeah. And there's more setting up. That's the mast. And no parking signs that we put up. That's the that's the two, base of the two twenty. There's our generator. 
Did you ever have to restart the generator? No, we never ran out of gas. And it had gas left over from last year. So that worked really well this year. The generator was great. And it's been tuned and it's been being maintained each month. Um, There's the... Um, I got a comment from my other club when I went I went and visited another club after we were done and what they suggested was on our on our 440 that we orient it vertically because most of the 440 signals it is are vertically polarized and this is horizontally polarized the way we had it set up. And so if we see there's see these additional holes right here, yeah. Yeah. it's made so that you can rotate it 90 degrees. So then would we need the and power then, mount then in that case? Well, that, that gives you, that's the rotor, so you can so point you, it to different places. You would still do that, but it's rotated vertically, oriented vertically, um, or set up. There goes up one. This is how we strap the masts. That seemed to work great too. The strapping method, I think, is a good one. Overall, using the parking structure, I thought was yeah, great too. Uh-huh. I like it. It's better than the trailer. Okay, yeah. here's here's the cables down below. We had our cables running down from up above. Set these tables up, and we were in the shade the whole time. Yeah. The temperature was much more tolerable. And we had a nice breeze going through, and everything it was a beautiful yeah. spot. Yeah. And we're adjusting the antennas. Teresa, how far off was the crank IR? Did you have to adjust it a lot? I I did adjust it somewhat. Um, I had to adjust. Well, I had to adjust both the antenna and the ground, but uh, just the antenna got me to like two point two, and then the ground got me down to one point three SWR. So. Okay. Well, I guess this. So that there's our fire extinguishers. Right, you know, when we were down there, you go into the checklist. And say, Whoa, we don't have fire extinguishers. Yeah, but well, was this on the top? It's built in. Yeah, they're all built in. Yeah. So this is like behind us is the elevator. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So there are like three. I, I took pictures of four, four of them. They're there. That's and that's where we were. Yeah. That's the radios. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. We don't have to worry about it. Oh yeah, so here it is, and we were over there. Yeah, that's yeah. real close. Yeah, that's another one. So they're on both uh-huh. sides. Okay, great. So that's all the Phil's uh, pictures. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have uh, have a ground as well, or no? Yeah. Just to the generator. Okay. We did not ground ground to anything. I'm from the Midwest, so you can't get away with. Yeah, well, you might not do it on top of a open park structure in the Midwest. So, so uh, we did it in the middle of nowhere, though. So there's nothing around. So, yeah, I couldn't get out on VHF, nope. but I could hear a ton of stuff, much better than I don't know if that means anything. I do think you know our antennas were in a good place. Well, these are what I felt so far about what we learned and stuff. I don't, 
I'm not happy with the fiberglass masts okay. for the VHF antennas. Um, I think they're too weak and we're compressing too hard on them to make sure those heavy VHF things are on there. So I'd suggest we simply replace them with 10-foot, um, single 10-foot um, uh, steel mast sections, you know, like you have at, at Radio Shack. Do we have some of those? We have at least one. Okay. We used one before. I found it in the A3, the A2 shack. I'm not sure where it lives now. Um, but I'd get at least two more of those. And because I think the parking structure is a great place, just go back there, but only do 10 foot for the, for the VHF. Um, like I said before, I think we need to switch the orientation of the VHF beam. One thing we can think of for the VHF is um, replace it with one mast on that one rotor and um, either and then have stacked beams on it, a uh, two meter beam, a 440 beam, a 220 beam, or whatever other VHF band we want to do, and then get one good, not ancient like we have, radio. Um, that can do it because we don't have that many participants that we would need three VHF operators. That sounds good. Um, you mentioned the possibility of a, a radio with an antenna tuner. Um, you, we can get an, a radio with an antenna tuner built in. You don't need that as much on VHF as is, as is important on um, HF. Um, it's just not needed as much, but. Uh, we, I think we should get a antenna uh, for the club should own a antenna tuner for VHF antennas so that we can either use it on ours to check them and also loan it to, to club members to check their own installations. I think that would be a good club purchase if we don't already have it in our inventory. Um, I was thinking that, and from my visiting the other site, they the other site was the South Bay Amateur Radio Club that I went to, and they are on a parking structure as well at the um, Torrance Memorial Hospital. And what I was thinking is we could do the um, an inverted V on, with only using one um, one light standard, one of the light standards, throw a rope over it, and winch up the center part and then stretch out the two sides of the inverted V dipole for the 40 and 80 meters as an op as another option um, to try. And it's it's cheap and easy to set up. Um, I was thinking we could do something like that or at least have them in the inventory so that um, in an emergency yeah. use, we could use those anywhere. Um, I think the headsets were good. I like them, but I'd like to get get whatever we need to make them so that we can actually use the Zoom mic on them yeah. to connect to the various radios. We don't have that part. And the push to talk. And the push to talk button. Apparently failed. Uh, I don't know. I didn't I use it. Did you just rip it I off? just used the regular microphone. Yeah, I tried. Okay. Since you had already hard. said it was 
Yeah, I tried lots of things. And then, you know, another club member, I didn't even know him, he came by to say hello, and he tried it, he said he has the same setup at home. That push to talk, you know, it's a trigger thing. Very nice. It's only a year old. We got it for last year. Um, and it worked last year. It okay. didn't, didn't work this year. Okay. Um, I would like to see us do digital in the future. Um, and um, I think we have a computer. We have the computer, but we don't necessarily have the... Uh, the signaling USB card and, and yes. stuff that's required to hook on the up. And then probably we can do the hook the Kenwood up. It might be good enough yeah. to do that. Maybe um, we should have him come give us a little thing, a talk or something. A talk? Because he's yeah, been doing a lot of digital lately. Yeah, he's set it up and is like playing with his new toy. <laughs> um, we did it at the. At the um, South Bay Amateur Radio Club, they had a digital station set up and it worked great. Yeah. And it was easy. Anybody can do yeah. it. Yeah. You don't even have to type. You don't have to know um, Morse code or anything. No, no, you don't have to know. And so it worked really well and it was interesting. The bandwidth used is very, very small and there are quite a few, yeah, quite a few contacts on digital. And you get double points. There we go. So I think we should try and do that. Um, and the mic stand for the Kenwood is broken, so So Teresa, question on the Kenwood. We've had trouble with that radio, of course, and it was repaired. I had the idea it worked much better. I had this no year. trouble with the radio itself, it's just the yeah, the headphone and the push the talk button. And the microphone yeah, stand is kind of wonky. And the KX three was fabulous. KX three was fine. Yep. Yep. Um, any other ideas for changes for next year? I have a few lessons learned for myself. Never again am I going to try to learn the radio on field day. <laughs> yeah, we should have we should have like a field day practice or something where we set up the radio, maybe even. Send someone to D8 and someone here. That would be and, great. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, make contact with each other. Yeah, exactly. But I think we had a really good field day, if only because we applied our lessons learned from the previous year mm -hmm. and did a lot better on those points, mm -hmm. you know, particularly. The antennas. Mm -hmm. Well, we got out of the and we got out hole. Of the hole where the trailer was. The RF hole. Last year we were in a, a sunken area that was surrounded by a uh, steel fence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fairly bold. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you do you know where A6 is, hmm. you know the west part of A6, there's the trailers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, right. We worked right there. Oh, we okay. stayed there and, and did it last Some year. Some trees there, I guess, but uh, yeah. she got way up in them. Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> that was tough. Okay. Um, 
So we need to schedule a lunch or two to put the radios back in the trailer. Did uh, Jason apply? Jason, did he apply a beating to you? No, he wanted to go take pictures of the rate of the trailer, and it was all discombobulated. So <laughs> you should have seen his face. <laughs> oh, you saw it. I was taking a walk, and well. Coincidentally, while he did that. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure he's uh, surprised. I saw the, the little canvas was up, and oh, I wonder who's in the trailer. <laughs> was the very long face. Yeah, I think he had to take some documentation pictures and make some maps. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we changed, as you noticed, we changed everything to um, Anderson power poles and things like that, and what we want to do is make it so it's somewhat easier to pull them out, put them back in and things, then what it required to take it out. So it'll take us a little time to do it right. Um, so I was thinking July 6th is the next, my next available lunch that's I'm available to do it. Is that okay with anybody else? I can come on that day. I'm, that's Wednesday. Yeah, I won't be getting back until the evening of July 6th. Okay, but if I get one other person is enough, yeah. and then we, can, we probably won't finish, and we can do it at another time after that. What time? 11.30? 11.30, just meet there. Okay. If you think of it, would you mind sending it? I'll send a meeting announcement. Much more likely. <laughs> Yeah, I think that worked out, work out pretty well. Okay, um, we have, our budget is due to AEA July 15th. Um, Joe told me we, I spent quite a bit on field day. I probably spent um, one and a half K. Um, I want to get, I'll know a little bit more of more things that we want to get for when we do the cleanup because I want to get some more reels to hold the um, lines on and some boxes for the small pieces and stuff that yeah. we can carry around plastic and put bins. the box plastic bins and Day. stuff. This is headphones, this is connectors. This is right, yeah. right. We get some of those and so we'll, this first um, trailer cleanup time, we'll, we'll do what we can but also mark down what I need to purchase. I'll go ahead and purchase that and that'll come out of our money that we have but we still have, that still leaves us with at least 6,000 bucks or something. Well, we wanted to get some dipoles and stuff. That's uh, and a VHF radio. Get, get the dipoles. We could throw in the VHF radio. Okay. So currently, you know, you mentioned the ancient radios. Are you referring to the three VHF that are on different bands that are? Yeah. They're limited each to its own band. Uh huh. So I take it we replace it with the multi-band radio. Mm hmm. Oh, you're just well, the ones in the trailer belong to security. They don't belong to us. Thank you, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what type of SDR are you thinking of? This is, that's Joe. That's he's, Joe. He's got one picked out that he wants for D8, and I'm fine with it. Um, uh, I wanted to get, I think, I'm trying to get authorization for a shack in A6. I think we should have, and besides having um, it convenient for me, but um, I want—I would like to get a shack in every building possible. 
at least every AGO building. The main every building major has buildings. a I think we're it's a lost cause for A1, I suspect, because we had we tried to get um, that put in when it was being built and they were complaining that the city didn't want them and stuff like that. And they said, Oh well you got stuff over A um, A8. Um, I think as our if we get our club to grow and we have people in various buildings, like if we have people in A8, um, we actually have stuff in the penthouse on A8. That's where the repeater components are. Oh. And so that could be made into a shack um, if those repeater components are ever, not ever turned into a shack, into a repeater. Oh yeah, we were going to, we were going to start over on the repeater project. Right. So, it, it, Sorry. But so I'm I'm trying to get a authorization for a room in A6. I've identified several possibilities. I think what they might do is they'll put me in a stairwell, and I'll have to get a desk that locks, desk with a, with closing doors, like a roll top or something. Um, stairwell. So does it make sense to purchase any? Put me in the stairwell. Yeah, isn't that? Violating safety codes. Yeah, well, no, there's it, and this stairwell is not. You're not in the way of the stairs. It's well, where the where oh, the, the, the stairs in the bottom or something. It's actually at the top. It's where the um, cigarette machines used to be. <laughs> That's why there's an outlet there. How funny! <laughs> I guess if you can have cigarette machines. <laughs> so, um, does it make sense to buy some equipment? Uh, this year for that? That's what I'm trying to do. If I get authorization that I don't even have to have it designated, I want the, I want the powers to be to say that, yes, we'll give you a place. We don't know, quite know where it is. But once I do that, then, I, then I'll feel good at ordering stuff. I don't want to order stuff when I have no, yeah. no chance. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they'll give that to us before the 15th. And if not, we can put it on. A, it would be a good line item for next year's budget. So it doesn't really matter when they, when they notify us. Um, any other ideas of things to buy for the club? Oh, we have just had well, one. The SDR will have a spectral Spectrum analyzer, I guess. Yeah, pan pan adapter type thing where you can see the whole yeah. spectrum. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned uh, wanting to work digital modes next year at Field Day. I mean, uh -huh. are, are there co components to procure for that uh, purpose? Um, yeah. yeah. There's the, the modem or, the, or the, the sound card, if you will. Signaling. Okay. Anything else? 
What about a pen adapter thing for the um, for the KX3? Does it remember it has that little thing attached next to it? microphone things and it also includes the that other stuff you have reels for an antenna cable or something yeah that's when we get when we get the boxes and stuff yeah um, this is a minor item but I thought the power cords you bought were excellent for oh yeah mm-hmm. those are nice. really good. now like them. we had talked about Oh, but you know what we could use is some better power strips. Yes, the power strips sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Teresa, for interrupting. Oh, and uh, line filter or something like that for using the, uh, or I don't know if that would apply if we thought. The power from the generator is using not very clean. Yeah. Some sort of power conditioner. Small power conditioner. We had talked about um, RF filters, probably, which are notching up the little bands. I don't know if we, we might have these already. We just didn't use them. We get a uh, true sine wave uh, power supply. I don't think it's necessary. Because okay. the, the DC supplies, basically the generator supplies the DC supplies. Okay. And those kind of um, smooth things out in the DC anyway. It's only stuff that goes straight from the AC. Um, and as long as they're laptops, they're used to having bad power plugged into them. Um, if they were a desktop, then we might be a little bit more concerned. We had talked about doing, uh, being ready to do emergency communications with Chantilly and or Colorado Springs. Maybe the dipoles would be sufficient to get out the... Um, well, we have, we have, if, assuming we have the dipoles, we have four antennas to choose from. Right. Actually, five. We have two buddy poles. We have the crank IR to pick from, and we have the two dipoles. Right. And um, Ryan was talking about doing APRS digital, uh, I mean, on 30 meters, which is on the So, 
So what we what do we need for thirteen and a, a thirty meter dipole for that? Yeah, some sort of antenna for thirty. We could use the we could do it with either the buddy pole or the That's crank true. or That's the crank and put adjustment. those on thirty if we need That's two. True. And we have two buddy poles, so we could have the like one of the buddy poles dedicated one, set, one, yeah, set one up just for an for APRS radio. Yeah, okay. So I think that's so maybe recovered. Okay, and we'd also talked but about... do we need the APRS digital box thing that has GPS and whatever on it? Can Ryan, can we put a note in there and ask Ryan, Ryan to specify the, the device to buy? And whether he wants a radio for it too. So for emergency communications, mm -hmm. is the end state that we would be able to go to the trailer and be able to set up decent emergency communications without notice, you know, that we'd always be ready for that? That's the idea. That's the idea. Because earthquakes don't really give notice. Right. So we need everything in there. Antenna. We have the generator. Most everything is the generator is right next door, and it will be destroyed. Most everything else should be either, either stored in there. The only thing that won't be stored in there is is the batteries. The um, lithium-ion batteries will be in my office, which is in A6, is sort of close. Um, and that's the only reason that is, is because there is no permanent power in the trailer, and we still haven't resolved that issue. Um, and I charge them once a month in my office. Okay. 2489A if you want to dig through the rubble to get to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will have to move out of the radio hole in order to get out to Colorado. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, presumably we'll be able to find somewhere that isn't... Uh, middle of the street. Yeah, the middle of the street. <laughs> Back parking lot. Um, we'd also talked about setting up an emergency repeater with a new something, something. I don't think that's the... That's not going anywhere? I don't think that would go anywhere um, because the if, if it's a traditional repeater where it's very close frequencies, I think what we could do is possibly with this VHF radio that we get make sure that it has the crossband repeat capability. Yeah, mine does in the in the deep Yours shack. does in, in, yeah, so in we that shack. Use, so we could use that. That's or, been a nice little radio. Or we could use this new VHF radio yeah. um, on crossband repeat and use that as a repeat function. Okay. That sounds fine. That's so I don't think we need to buy anything for that. Okay. Good. Onward. We actually, ha I got an email this morning that we have books in the library, a whole section just for the amateur radio club, which I didn't even know. Frank I never told me it. this. <laughs> um, but they're remodeling the library or something, so they're sending them all to me. 
mean, your office is big enough office, that you can store them all. My office is small, so <laughs> I will probably be have a stack. But I'll take a picture of them, send it out, so that way we know what it's. I'll, I'll it's a make idea. a list of what we have, and um, so that people can borrow and things like that. I'm sure Jason would love it if he dumped them in the trailer. There we go. Little balance. Huh. I'm curious to see what they are. I'll I'll send a list of the titles and stuff. Do you know how many there are? No. Oh. I mean, if they're like you know out of date too. I mean, a lot of them. Yeah. Well, what's might have been for licensing? Yeah, licensing five years. I'll toss, but um, antenna cookbooks are all. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Okay, now we're past. Field day. So, what are we going to talk about in future meetings? It's too early to talk about next year's field day, even though we already did. Many <laughs> um, ideas? Well, I, I can have Dustin. The tennis for condominiums. Oh, there we go. There you go. Stuff. I can have Dustin come give us a thing on the digital modes that he's been messing with. Okay. Great. Write it down. Yeah, there's a book all about that. Okay. Uh, have, oh, I think he, he lent it to somebody who's in a condo. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some really neat antennas for condos. One guy did it on his um, popcorn ceiling. And so it was very thin wire, and it ran up the side, and then he, he had it. And loop that down. Had it, um, I think he had a dipole or yeah. something, and it was with thumbtacks into his <laughs> his um, into his ceiling on the uh, like living inside a microwave. Couldn't you do something like that in an office in A one? Uh, like my office is on the second floor. It it, it the window looks at B C one. So oh, so you're on this end. You're looking east. Yeah. You can put something right next to the. Does your window open? No, no windows open. Well, use our windows if they don't. Well, well, I wonder if you you could tape a wire to the window. You You can tape put it right next to the window, and you probably get a signal. What kind of just a wire? Well, depends on what you're trying to do. Just a vertical. VHF. VHF vertical probably work right next to the window. It's simple. Because the window, the the. Anti-reflective coating might have some metal in it. Yeah. Um, don't know exactly. Okay. But try it. Um, Maybe I could screw a wire to the window frame. Does anybody like? Do you like the de-expedition video idea? Sure. Yes. We did that once. We did it once with, before. Uh, I haven't seen it since. Good. <laughs> Um, and you're gonna. Uh, what's your husband's name? Dustin. And we can see some field day videos from other places. Um, okay. 
that's back to this. And that's it. That's all I have. Anything else? Did I assume that the um, CERT exercise that Jason was trying to get going never never came to fruition. Never he'll notify that he'll notify us if it comes. If it ever happens. happens again. He's gone through a period in his life where he was overwhelmed with school. He's told me that's coming to an end, so we may hear a little more from him. He even mentioned he's going to try and get his license. Okay. And he mentioned he had been encouraged to do so by you. <laughs> we should give him one of the um, like forward one things. Yeah. Yeah. And give him the second one. He mentioned some very interesting reading opportunities you had suggested to him. <laughs> on the toilet. Get a lot done on the toilet. I have uh, my my attempts. I I've decided that what I was hearing that uh, I was I hadn't really gotten that familiar with the seventy centimeter band. But I was picking up, uh, I was tuned to 446.3 megahertz. I was probably hearing the Sunset Ridge repeater. Uh huh. And I was transmitting on that frequency, and nothing was happening. Right, right. You have to. The problem with VHF is there's so many repeaters, especially in this area, and you have to stick to the simplex frequencies for field days. So you have. What we need to do beforehand is write down the frequencies that we that are good yeah. that we can use and only use those. That's right. Yes. And do a little bit more research ahead yeah. of time I, for next year. I think exactly. is a good idea, for, especially for the VHF bands. The, the HF, it's not. I mean, they'll get a little picky if you start doing SSB in the CW zone. Yeah. But it's not as um, not as chock full of holes as the VHF cams are. So I was picking the Claremont. That that repeater there is is above. It's the really, it most sunset radius. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for coming. Okay.